Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. Last year, I posted the following message on the Jazz World site. That's a Facebook group initiated by jazz writer and reviewer Scott Yano. I wrote, I'm wondering if there are any good modern swing albums, not retro. What if bebop never happened and swing evolved into something that was still swing, but very different from the swing of the 40s and 50s, while still retaining many of the elements that made it swing? Does anybody know of a good recent album within the last 20 years that illustrates what swing might have become? Well, I received quite a few responses, some of them quite rightly, telling me that it was an odd question, kind of a bit like if ancient ape-like creatures did not evolve into humans, what might they have become that was more ape-like, quoting Kevin Lowe. Yet, despite that, I received some great responses, including some from Kevin. It's inspired this week's and next week's episodes of Discovering Jazz and helped me make a few discoveries. So thanks to all who responded, starting with Postmodern Jukebox with a jazz rendition of David Bowie's Heroes, featuring vocalist Nicole Atkins and pianist and arranger and group founder Scott Bradley. I, I will be king. you you will be queen the nothing will drive them away we could be heroes just for one day we can beat them just for one day Drink all the time Cause we're lovers And that's a fact Yeah, we're lovers And that is that Though nothing Will keep us together We could steal time Just for one day We could be heroes Forever and ever What you say And the guns 
shout above our heads and we kiss like nothing could fall and the shame was on the other side we can beat them forever and ever we can be heroes just for Postmodern Jukebox. Thanks, Star Patton, for suggesting I explore some of their arrangements. The track that uh, that goes from swing to the pop rock stylings of that particular recording no doubt takes many detours, which I hope to be able to explore in this two-part series. Now, earlier, I mentioned some comments from a jazz fan named Kevin Lowe, who, though he had some concerns about the topic, still made a valiant effort to find recordings that might fit. He stated that the swing groove of the pre-bop era may have morphed into other now-popular rhythms, also informed by the blues, like rock and roll, funk, and even hip-hop. Good point. Here's a group from my previous hometown, Victoria, B.C., called Downtown Mischief. And it certainly sounds like jazz has been uh, certainly a a big influence in their funk and hip-hop oriented sound. The tune, Slidin' Poseidon. I coast the atmosphere, grinning as a dragon would like Poseidon. I'm sliding over your island, flying high. When I asked him what he saw in me, he said, I see myself inside myself inside myself. And I'm doing fine So high Welcome to this state of being Fluctuating this free feeling Is so unreal Question my existence In an instant inches fade to distance On coastal islands, I spy Poseidon coming through, sliding on them all. While I chill on roofs and buildings, like your heroes and your villains, I'll be ready for whatever comes my way. Beyond what people think is done, I get faded like the sun does travel close. In a future, in a past, like mixed elixirs, in a glass. No problem, I'll be ready for it. Never an adventure. Ready for whatever comes my way. Ooh, wee. Smells like a Poseidon. Benedict Mermaid Pain. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. True blue science, new crew voodoo Story of a man healed the soul like Shugu Oh no, life could be more than it appears It is lapis lazuli, telatelic experience Here it is, live and direction never changing The long and winding road spiraling around your brainstem Smell the fragrance of the sea post side And slide through your avenue on chariots with tridents Holy groove is Halloween, a grace to read so gracefully And if the mirror faces me, reflection is a two-way street On which the fool is king, because he knows The knowledge which is earned, feed the mind that grows Holy smokes! The signals in the distance, the bone to bone. Dragons keep on wishing. Truth is all I seek to find. Wisdom meant to be some mind. Action packed, radical flight pattern. Romano, oh! Above the sea on coastal islands. He smokes the bone. I'm easy, easy, his own. The
This whirlpool mind of mine reflects the one Sweet honey and nectar of reality Covers the shore so sure Stretch out and hover It's not the same and yet not other It's over and forever We love the game and get the gist Everyone's a player plus the protagonist It's you Ten toes over wild slide Upon the coastline I spot beside Mighty laid back Smiling Waiting for the tide to push Pop up fat Waiting for the tide to push Connecting folklore be told to ya, through ya And all we do is perceive The signal needs a receiver If not to perceive it, then just to conceive it Tied our socks, trimming the piles Got my leash twisted up I got lost in the whitewash I'm still for a second Then I follow my bubbles up to the surface Mighty lay back, smiling Waiting for the tide to push Pop a fat, smiling Waiting for the tide to push You're coming through, sliding Victoria, B.C. But maybe I don't have to go into all these super modern fringes of jazz sounds in order to illustrate the evolution of swing. Rob Chalfin, in response to my question about how swing may have evolved had bebop not taken over, wrote, If you listen closely to swing from, say, 37 to 46, you can hear that there were harmonic and rhythmic developments not connected with bird is and monk, which Scalfin refers to as progressive swing. In other words, the music was evolving anyway. He recommends we listen to Chewberry, Lester Young, Coleman Hawkins, Ben Webster, Roy Eldridge, Charlie Christian, Buck Clayton, Teddy Wilson, and others. The music was already moving and may not have needed bebop to keep it moving. Another responder to my query Bill Benjamin stated that ensembles led by Benny Goodman, Artie Shaw, and Glenn Miller in the 1930s were as much dance bands as jazz swing bands. They really evolved, if that's even an appropriate word, into the more jazz contemporary bands of Count Basie, Duke Ellington, and Woody Herman. And then onto large ensembles led by people like Don Ellis, Toshiko Akiyoshi, Thad Jones, Mel Lewis, and Louis Belson. So without a doubt, those swing and dance bands were already evolving. I'm going to play something by Benny Goodman and his orchestra, something he recorded well before bebop became popular. Then some Ellington, and lastly, a track from Don Ellis, just so we can get some sense of that evolution. I want to emphasize that this does not mean that one is better than the other, only that it took some of the forms and ideas of the former and incorporated it into something different. First, Billie Holiday's first recording from 1933 with the Benny Goodman Orchestra, Your Mother's Son-in-Law.
Goodman Orchestra with Billie Holiday. Some of the featured soloists were Goodman on clarinet, Jack Teagarden trombone, and I believe Charlie Teagarden on trumpet. Let's evolve from 1933 to Duke Ellington and his orchestra, 1940. Cottontail. Ellington Orchestra from 1940. 
would evolve from the earlier music was no doubt the walking bass of Jimmy Blanton, which freed the piano to do more accented comping. You also hear a plunger mute trumpet solo by Cootie Williams, the tenor sax of Ben Webster, a baritone sax solo by Harry Carney, and Ellington's fascinating piano solo. And it's all driven by the drumming of Sonny Greer, Cottontail. Next step, well, maybe a few steps forward in the evolution of big band jazz is an album that won a Grammy in 1967, Electric Bath by Don Ellis. It was pointed out that Woody Herman always straddled eras, incorporating rock music as the eras changed. Well, Ellis took it even further, incorporating so many different influences, including electronics. Here's a track that was edited to be a single from ten and a half minutes to three minutes. It's called Turkish Bath. Don Ellis. Don Ellis and his orchestra from 1967, Turkish Bath. Next, Miles Davis. While he was very much involved in the birth of bebop, having played with Charlie Parker in the mid-1940s, he also was part of another stream of jazz that has been described as being a reaction to the fast-paced bebop style. Much of it was inspired by Canadian orchestrator Gil Evans. One of the best known of these was an album from 1960, sketches of Spain, very different from what was previously considered to be jazz. It fit better into Gunther Schuller's classification of third-stream music, which was neither jazz nor classical. This particular track uses scales that are very flamenco-like with a North American, or, sorry, a North African influence and with a fascinating improvised solo by Miles Davis. It's written by Gil Evans. This is the full version of Seta, a minute or so longer than the version that was on the original album. Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. 
collaboration between Miles Davis and Gil Evans from Sketches of Spain. While we're on a Spanish-slash-African theme, let's go to Cuba. Cuban and Brazilian jazz seem to have, for the most part, bypassed bebop, although Afro-Cuban jazz, which got its start in New York, did combine swing, bebop, and traditional Cuban rhythms, many of which in themselves were a hybrid of Hispanic, French, and African traditions. I'm going to play something by someone who bases his original compositions on some of the most traditional Cuban rhythms, a pianist and percussionist from Havana named Roberto Fonseca, a man I had the pleasure of seeing at a jazz club in Havana. This is an album from 2016, and this particular tune was inspired by a dream. The dream was about a musician from Santiago de Cuba invited to play in New Orleans. He discovers a wind ensemble of street musicians and invites them up to his hometown, imagining all of them together partaking of the strength of both cultures and their spiritual roots. It's called Tierra Santa, a sonic reality in a conga beat. Roberto Fonseca. Roberto Fonseca from his ABBOOK album, 
Cuba, spelled backwards. Talking today about the evolution of swing and wondering what might have happened had swing music not died out as a commercial form of dance music, partly as a result of a New York tax that was imposed upon dancing and vocals in nightclubs in 1944. A National Public Radio post from trombonist Eric Felton asked, quote, How differently might the aesthetic impulse behind bebop have been expressed if it had been allowed to develop organically instead of in an atmosphere where dancing was discouraged by the taxman? Jazz might have remained a highly sophisticated popular music instead of becoming an artsy niche. Unquote. And I then asked, would swing music have remained popular, but in an evolved form? What would it have looked like? I put that question out on the Jazz World Facebook site and received a few great responses. Chicago author and musician Bruce Bendinger stated, I'm thinking Gordon Goodwin's big fat band, later Woody Herman stuff, and Buddy Rich are good examples of a certain evolution, unquote. Well, it led me to listen to that particular band led by Gordon Goodwin. And here's a track from 2021. Uh, an album of theirs called The Reset, a tune written by trombonist and big band arranger Sammy Nestico, and it's called Cell Talk, with an intro by Sammy Nestico. This was apparently the last chart he had written before he died in 2021 at age 96. Gordon Goodwin's Big Fat Band. That's my piano version of a tune I just completed called Cell Talk.
Sammy Nestico's Cell Talk, Gordon Goodwin's Big Fat Band, with fat spelled P-H-A-T, from 2021. A few people mentioned the later work of Woody Herman as an important part of the evolution of swing and big band jazz. Though I've subtitled this series Bopless Jazz, it would be unfair to say Woody Herman and his big band didn't utilize bebop forms, but Bebop was influenced by modern classical, such as Stravinsky, Veres, as well as Debussy and Rachmaninoff, all composers with whom Charlie Parker was quite familiar. So how much Woody Herman was influenced by Bebop, and how much of those interesting harmonies and melodies he got from classical composers, who knows? And Woody Herman actually commissioned Stravinsky to compose a concerto for his orchestra. It was recorded in 1945. It's called the Ebony Concerto. Here's the first movement. Woody Herman Orchestra with uh, a composition he asked uh, Igor Stravinsky to write for him, Ebony Concerto. That's the first movement. I think that everything I've played today signifies some kind of evolution. When I asked members of the Jazz World site for examples of modern swing, I did specify that I didn't want retro bands, that is, groups who are working hard to imitate those sounds of the old swing and dance bands. And the responses I got all respected that. Here's one from Bradley Pagliero, who frequently posts on that site. He wrote, I think of WDR Big Band. It's far from retro, since it is not strictly a recreation of 30s and 40s musical settings. Instead, it's a vibrant expansion of the legacy up to an orchestral scale. 
Absolutely. The WDR Big Band, formed in Cologne, Germany, has been in existence since 1946, though it originally played classical and traditional music. They morphed into a jazz and dance-oriented group in the late 1950s and in the late 1970s embraced modern jazz. They won their first Grammy Award for Best Large Jazz Ensemble in 2005 with an album called Some Skunk Funk, a collaboration with Randy and Michael Brecker. A year later was Jangology, a tribute to the great jazz guitarist Django Reinhardt, and a collaboration with French guitarist Birelli Legrain. Here's a track from an album written by Django Reinhardt. This is Anuman. The WDR Big Band, arranged and conducted by Michael Eben, with the guitar of Birelli Legren.
Django Reinhardt's Anoman, played by Birali Legren with the WDR Big Band from 2006. How about some Django Reinhardt now? A nice illustration here of jazz that has lasted and continues to be played by jazz artists, but has no bop or bebop influence. Reinhardt was a Romani-Belgian guitarist and composer. His music has been called Gypsy Jazz. He only had two fingers due to his hand being burnt in a fire when he was very young. His innovative style at the time, the 30s, 1930s, and 1940s, incorporated melodies played in octaves, super fast chromatic runs, two and three octave arpeggios, complex and unconventional chords, and the use of a flattened fifth that predated bebop by a decade. And he was totally self-taught. It was only after 1946 that he started to incorporate bebop into his style. From 1940, here's a version of the Russian folk song Dark Eyes. Here, entitled in French, Les Yeux Noirs. Django Reinhardt. Django Reinhardt from 1940. Time for one more. Master jazz bassist and musicologist Michael Morris responded to my query about how swing may have evolved if bebop had not taken over by suggesting that there might be a fairly straight line from Louis Jordan-styled R&B to rock and roll. So perhaps rock and roll is the track that swing took, whereas bebop took a different track, and we hear it so much in today's jazz. Let's end with a track from Louis Jordan, a song he wrote, still played by R&B and blues groups today, Caldonia. And tune in next week for part two of The Evolution of Swing or What If Bebop Never Happened. This is Larry Sadman saying bye for now.
with my baby. She got red big feet. She long, lean, and lank, and ain't had nothing to eat. But she's my baby, and I love her just the same. Crazy about that woman, cause Caledonia is her name. Caledonia! Caledonia! What make your big head so hard? Mom, I love you. Love you just the same. I'll always love you, baby, cause Caledonia is your name. Caledonia's house and ask her just one more time. Caledonia! 